Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today we have a special guest. I personally watch his videos all the time. YouTube legend, TikTok superstar, Instagram superstar, Kenny KO, man. Thank you for coming. What's up, my man? Thank you for having me, bro. Hey, before we get to get started, I do have a quick question, man. Natty or not? <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, dude, I, I get people like, come up to me all the time, like at gyms now and stuff. Yeah, they just I come feel like up the TikTok's you. been popping off. Yeah. And then uh, I'll go try to film content to do like the Natty or not. So now people like come up and that's the first thing they say. They're like, they Natty do the, or not? The Uno sw a Swip card. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, man. Yeah, I haven't been Natty for a long time. Because apparently, like, once you're not Natty, you can't claim Natty ever again. So even though it was like years ago, I did stuff forever not Natty. So. Damn, I didn't know that. So it's like once you, you do the stuff. Yeah, it's I like, mean, people have different interpretations of what's natural and what's not. Like some people think if you take creatine, you're not natural. My, my opinion is if you take anything hormonal, but then some people think you change on like a genetic level where you surpass what you ever would have been able to naturally. So then you're forever unnatural if you ran a cycle. So that's it's crazy. kind of just this ongoing thing. I mean, yeah. everyone has a different opinion of what's natural and what's not natural. So that's where it's like I, I definitely confusing ass that. process. Yeah, I didn't know that, man. Um, just to touch up on your gym routine real quick. It seems like you're in there 24-7, man. Do you live there, <laughs> eat, sleep? What? Tell me about it a little. No, nah, dude. So <laughs> even though I'm in the fitness industry and I do call outs and I've been in it for a while, my training's like so like such a small, minuscule part of like my daily schedule. I maybe train like three, possibly four times a week if I can. And it's like oh, pretty relaxed, like nothing serious. I just came from a sports background. My diet's like awful. I eat pizza, burgers, ice cream. I mean, people that follow me on Instagram and like see my stories, yeah. they always wonder how it's done. But I think I just have like a good metabolism genetics. So one day it's going to catch up to me and then I'll be yeah. completely and utterly fucked pretty much. I oh, also, I should ask, am I able to cuss? Or yeah, no, definitely not. You're not, you're no, not because you're I good. know how it is with monetization and everything. <laughs> at some point, it starts to be a hassle, so I can nah, avoid it if you want. No, nah, you're good, man. Don't worry about that. I guess my this leads us into the next topic is like, what do you think the gym brings to people in the mind, you know, like motivation-wise? I see a lot of times when I go to the gym and I'm running on a treadmill, like it frees up my mind and I'm personally thinking of different ideas. What do you think the gym has done for you or could do for other people? Yeah, it's, it's definitely like a form of therapy for a lot of people. Um, you know, some people go there for their stress relief. Um, maybe they have a lot going on at home, at their job. It's where they can kind of like collect themselves, you know, put their headphones on and just like disconnect, hit the weights. And then not only, of course, are you working on, you know, your mental aspect, but your physical, which then, of course, in turn, then gives you more confidence. And then, yeah, you have that like hour, two hours, however long you're training to kind of just have that mental clarity of where, you know, you can come up with creative ideas or maybe have some new content you want to do or some new project or some new hobby. And then you can also translate that stuff over, you know, if you're like working on your body, it also, you know, teaches you the kind of the work ethic or, you know, to persevere and like keep pushing towards that one goal with, you know, maybe losing five pounds or gaining 10 pounds of muscle or, you know, losing 2% body fat into, you know, your work life or, you know, your love life or just all the other different aspects of life. Yeah. Right? Like, so, I mean, it really just goes hand in hand with everything. I think that that's true, man. Like mostly, I don't know if you've been to a gym during out the week of New Year's resolution, right? You see so many people and they have that New Year resolution mindset. And like the way that I think about it is if you can keep that mindset throughout the year, I think everybody would be top of it. Right. Uh, it's just the motivation at the beginning of the year can stick throughout the year, I feel like. And I'm guilty myself of not always going to the gym. But, man, I always think like that. I'm like, if I can think of the New Year resolution that I had every day, I'll be here every day type thing. 
Yeah. I think that helps. I think lot. the reason most people don't stick with it is because, um, you know, you'll have the New Year's resolutioners that come in and it's always swamped. Of course, that's why there's all the memes about yeah. the gyms and everything around New Year's. But um, yeah, a lot of people just want the results like overnight or within a week. And it's just like not a thing that's really possible unless of course we're talking like the natty or not type yeah. stuff but uh yeah it's just like a slow steady process of you know diet over time i think a lot of people give up before they really start to notice like the results or the consistency of doing it because yeah if you stick to a diet and stick to a, a pretty good training program and you know you have your sleep on point you're actually taking care of yourself you'll definitely start to notice results like might be a few months down the road it also depends on like people's genetics because everyone responds differently, you know, to not only, of course, like compounds, yeah. where you'd ever cover that stuff, but also like diets, you know, some people may respond really well to keto or some people may be better like with carb cycling or carnivore diet. Um, you know, there's just so many different things and fads out there. It's a little bit of trial and error. It just depends, right? Yeah. Um, well, that kind of leads me into my next questions. Like, you started your gym videos in, in the gym, obviously, but how did that take you to, how did, what was, what led you to go ahead and start the videos in the gym and bring the honesty out of people nowadays? So probably a lot of people don't know this. I know especially probably my new audience doesn't really know, but I was a professional firefighter for two years before I started YouTube. So like growing up through high school, um, I w like only wanted to be a firefighter. So all my schooling and my degree and everything was in firefighting, the fire academy, EMT, um, and then got hired, worked for two years full time. And then um, I was switching st uh, stations and cities. So in that downtime, I was taking on personal training just because I had an athletic background. I had a pretty good build. And then um, I had my certificates back then for that as well. And at the same time, I had like some free time at home where I was just bored of course, I come from a gaming background as well yeah. that a lot of people don't know. So I just kind of incorporated. I was like, you know, what? I just kind of want to make like a couple of YouTube videos talking about the stuff that no one was really talking about at that time. So that was like the natty or not content. No one was talking about like the cycles or the stuff that's behind the closed door. You know, everyone at that time was doing like the vlogs or day in the life. This is my diet. This is my training routine. So I, I knew to like in order to stand out. And of course, YouTube's even more competitive now than it was back then. But I knew in order to stand out and kind of make my name, I had to find like a niche that wasn't really filled. And that was like what I kind of landed on was the fake weights more so at the time. Yeah. But I don't think that's really as common anymore as it was back uh, like 2017-ish. You started a trend, which is crazy, man. You don't really see people start trends on YouTube. And for you to go ahead and start that trend is just amazing, man. So I do want to ask about your uh, brand, Half Wicked. How's that going, man? Congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah, foremost. Half Wicked is definitely um, killing it. Of course, the pre-workout. My main thing with Half Wicked, of course, with like the merch and supplements and everything is just to provide like quality. So not trying to gouge people for their money like a lot of the supplement companies and everything that are out there because what a lot of people don't realize too and the, maybe the people that are watching is now that i've been in the scene for a while and i know a lot of you know the top dogs and the ceos of all of these different brands is the manufacturers like all of them are buying from essentially the same manufacturer so it's the same product they're just slapping their label on it and they might like tweak the foot like formula like ever so slightly but most of it's going to be the same type of stuff so they may be manufacturing it for like maybe like 10 to 20 dollars per bottle and they may be like retailing for like 50 to 60 or you know maybe even 70 80 depending on the brand so it's like they're gouging people so i'd rather just provide someone with like quality and you know not try and like make a fat margin profit off of them and then just like you know cash out and dip out of yeah. you know, the youtube scene <laughs> yeah definitely man that's 
obviously that's inspiring because you're looking out for people, right? And not looking out for yourself with it. And I think that that's really inspiring. Like, how did you overachieve of people being able to like it and consistently buy? Because a lot of times you see not just gym brand owners, but brand owners or people that have a dream give up on it because one person doesn't like it, right? Mm -hmm. So how did you overcome and overachieve to be able to get it out there more and more? So I think uh, mainly just because my brand has always been about like transparency, like regardless if it's good or bad, like I want people to know my flaws and things I've done wrong as well. So, and of course, like with the natty or nots and the fake weights and that type of stuff, it's just like essentially just the like category of like full transparency. So not trying to be deceptive or lie to people in order to make a profit, say you're natural when you're not natural, you know, just like those types of things back and forth, but just giving people the full information so that then they can make the choice if it's something they want to do. They know like both sides, the good, the bad, the ugly, and um, then they can make the choice for themselves, you know, if that's something that they want to take on. Oh yeah, that's dope, man. Uh, you recently were uh, seen with Liver King on the Las <laughs> Vegas trip. <laughs> Talk to me about that, man. That video was fire, by the way. Are <laughs> his abs fake, man? I had to ask. <laughs> okay, so in the video, I mean, I wish I could have pressed him more. The hard part with those videos is a lot of people want me to get like more in their face, kind of like how I used to do in like yeah. 2017, 2018. But the problem is what I started to notice when I was doing those videos back in the day is people start to like push you away and you can only get like then maybe like 10 seconds of content. So the new strategy I kind of developed or what I learned is if you just kind of ask them a basic question and let them talk, it just allows them to kind of like dig their hole deeper and deeper. Because you'll notice like if you ask someone a question and continue to ramble for like five, 10 minutes, it's usually because they're trying to hide something or they're slipping up and they're saying stuff wrong. And then they're like, you know, kind of like stepping on themselves, essentially. They're digging their own grave. You don't even have to do anything as like the content creator or the person interviewing them. So with him, I was just asking the basic questions, but I wish I could have like called him out some more about the ab implants because I don't think he has implants because that would just look like bizarre. His actually looked pretty good. Yeah. He does have a little bit of a GH gut. I noticed like when he relaxes and he doesn't keep his abdominals tight, but I do believe he had ab etching, he was which ab is essentially, etching. yeah, it's just where you remove like the visceral fat and all the fat around the midsection. So it essentially looks flexed like all the time. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. It seems like he was trained for that moment or something. Like he, he knew like what to do, like come back. And like that's where you're saying where usually other people are like bury their own grave and stuff. And like with him, it was a little harder, huh? Um, him, he does the classic. I don't know if you've seen the Michael Hearn or if you know who Michael Hearn is. Too, I, I haven't. But no. he's another dude that's been in the industry for a long time. But they have very similar tactics where... They're, they don't answer the question straight up. Like if someone asked you natural or not, you'd be like, yes or no, and then tell why. But with them, they like to do this like diversion thing. Well, you notice like he's like, where's my kids at? And he'll bring his <laughs> kids over and he's like, meet my wife. And oh, have you ever tried raw liver? Like it's always like kind of diverting the question into like something totally different to, you know, point the conversation in a different direction. So he does the classic diversion like Michael Hearn. Yeah, he, that that was funny, by the way. That video was funny. The kids came over here like, you all TRT too? I thought that was hella funny. <laughs> kids are on trend too. You guys <laughs> trend, ready to hear yeah. first. For sure. Um, I, I did want to ask, like, does this guy actually eat liver 24-7? Like, I mean, who knows what he does behind closed doors, right? Yeah. Um, of course, whenever he's around, and especially if I'm going to be there, like a camera is going to be on. So the same thing was said with like Brad Castleberry. A lot of people wanted to know with that content back in the day if it was all just a character for the camera, if that's how he was off camera. And I think with Brad Castleberry, he was the same off camera as he is on camera, which is as crazy as it is for like people to believe. 
But uh, Liver King, I really don't know. I mean, I would like to think he probably, I, I would hope that he lives the life he portrays because he's, that's what his brand's based around. And that's kind of like what he's telling people. But who knows behind closed doors? I mean, shit, maybe he's going home to like a mansion, sleeping in like a comfy ass bed, not even <laughs> eating liver. Who knows? Yeah, because he said he doesn't shower, right? He's all like, I haven't showered. I haven't. Yeah, he says he doesn't wipe. I think on a, another podcast too, he said he doesn't wipe and <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't use shampoo. Um, so I th I believe he showers. Like he probably just does a rinse off. Yeah. If that's the case, I mean, I don't know whether that's true or not. And he also does this thing too, where he refers to himself in the third person. I don't know if you noticed that, but. He calls him, his actual name's Brian. So he refers to himself as like a past self, like the before the liver king. That's crazy. So that's always like an interesting concept when you're around him. That's crazy because I feel like you should never be afraid of the past self that you are because that's what builds you to be the person now, right? So I, I feel he like... He says that, the, the, yeah, the old Brian is what he calls him. He's like, He knows himself. He's not like the old <laughs> me is dead. He's like, Brian is dead. <laughs> Liver King ate Brian. Yeah. And just, I mean, I'm sure he's probably playing into a character, which is smart, like business wise, because I know his sales are through the roof for his like supplement brand and everything he has going on. And yeah, w without a doubt, that's the reason he's playing into the character because it's obviously drawing in, you know, a ton of traffic, ton of views. He's on a bunch of podcasts now. He's going super viral everywhere. So he knows that if he plays into the character more and more and says the most outlandish, like crazy things, that he's not using shampoo and he's not wiping and all this like crazy <laughs> shit, yeah. then he's going to get more sales inherently. Yeah, like that's part of branding, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of to touch up on branding, I want to go back a little bit on Halfway. Like you being able to overachieve and being able to go ahead and consistently get people to look at your item and like it a lot. It's great, man, and inspires people out there that own a brand or own a dream, right? Because a lot of times people give up on their brand because one person doesn't like it, right? One person didn't like this, so they go ahead and not continue with the dreams. And I just want to remind people there's 7.7 .7 billion people out there. And just because one person doesn't value your item doesn't mean you should give up on your dream or your brand. I think that you should give a chance to the other 7 billion people to value it. And I think that that's one thing that Kenny Kale will go ahead and explain to you is like, it doesn't come overnight, but as far as you're moving on and overachieving to continually being able to get it out to people is all that matters. So I just want to go ahead and say congrats on that as well, man, because it's yeah, not easy. You, so yeah, man. Um, Nah, but when I saw that video come out, uh, it was like four minutes. I was all like, damn, I wish it was longer because I know that there would have been more going on, obviously, of just being able so to he see actually, where he's like. He asked life. me actually to come out to dinner that night, but then he had something come up. Who knows if it was a bluff after I filmed because he wanted to maybe get on my good side to make me, you know, possibly edit the video in like a better way for him or something. Who really knows what his like tactic was there. But yeah, he ended up bailing. But I was like, that would have been some good content if I could have like went out and actually got like some dinner with him and been able to roast him a little bit more <laughs> that's funny uh but yeah he was on that full sand podcast uh, mm -hmm. and that's where he said that he had gone ab implants so the, my first reaction was like oh no wonder it looked like that that's that's dope you know he's admitting it he's honest about it but then i come to watch this video he's all like nah i ain't, i haven't gone ab implants i was like so what is it is it or not so yeah i'm pretty sure it's ab etching and then he admitted um in the video i did too to like some type of gene editing myostatin gene editing i believe i forgot what even country he said he got it done in but i don't even know if that's actually a legit thing he said it was the first person to ever have it done he could have been trolling for all i know how does that but, work um See, I've never even heard of the gene yeah. editing. Like someone who's a professional would have to know if that's even a legit thing. Yeah. I know what myostatin is. And I know there's like myostatin inhibitors and everything out there that work phenomenal. But um, as far as like gene editing, 
maybe it's possible. Maybe he had it done or not. But I also don't think he would admit to that because he also doesn't admit to being natural or not. He says he is natural, even though, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen it. He looks like a tomato all the time because <laughs> his blood pressure is probably through the roof from all the trend and everything he's on. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so then, yeah, of course, there's that. And I do also believe, yeah, they had ab etching. Yeah. Just because regardless of what he eats, like flexed, unflexed, his abs look the exact same. The only thing that changes, like I mentioned, is like the gut. So like his yeah. gut will hang out if he's not like trying to intentionally to keep it tight. Yeah, and if anyone would be the expert, it would be you definitely. I feel like uh, you've seen a lot of- I've uh, just seen it time and time again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long you've been out here now, but especially like as you start to be in the scene some more, like Vegas has so much plastic surgery that you yeah. see literally fucking everything out here. So I can spot it now. Like if a girl has a BBL or of course like rhinoplasty or you know any type of boob job or ab etching, um, people get liposuction all the time out here. I mean, there's even implants for dude. Like you can literally have a surgery for anything nowadays. That's crazy. It is the crazy part, yeah. yeah. Like versus I feel like a couple of years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, there was only like a select few you could kind of like pick from. Now it's like now whatever. <laughs> there's dudes getting surgeries to like get taller where they're straight up like extending their femur. Like the recovery looks absolutely brutal, like not worth That's it. That's crazy. But they're able to actually make dudes like taller now and all sorts of crazy stuff. Damn, all that for the hype. I mean... That's, yeah, that's right? crazy. I can't <laughs> believe it, man. Uh, I did, uh, how'd you get your, your name KO at the end of Kenny, man? Were you knocking people out, man? I wish I had like a really cool, good answer, but honestly, it was so random. I was with my roommate at the time, and I just always like names that, you know, like start with the same letter and then end with it. So like if it was like Kenny uh, Kangaroo or like Bobby Bullet, you know, like B&B, K&K, A&A, C&C. So I was trying to think of, because my last name is actually Boulet, like a lot of people don't know that, but I wanted something like more catchy. So I was thinking of words that start with a K and I was like, hmm, what would be good? And then my buddy, I'm pretty sure was the one that just landed on like, yo, you should do KO. And I just ran with that. I was yeah. like, Kenny KO? I was like, yeah, fuck it. So then I, I made the official like username that, and then it started to blow up. So then the name just caught and kind of stuck. And I was like, yeah, I can't really change it now. So it's catchy, that's man. That's just the name. It is. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are like, did you knock out the people out? Are you a boxer? <laughs> You've everyone thinks I'm like a fighter and all yeah. this stuff. Even I did like some training for boxing, but they were like, did you have a fighting background? You professional fighter? All this stuff just because the KO name, but no, yeah. it was just a random name that was come up. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. I was like, oh, he's out here knocking people out and shit. Nah, <laughs> but uh, that's cool, man. I'm glad that it like stigged and it was catchy. It worked for you and everything went well with it. Um, the YouTube status and the TikTok status and the Instagram status, how long did it actually take you to achieve that? Um, going back to it, like just being able to go ahead and persevere towards it, was, was that a big factor into it? Yeah, so it's kind of like what we were talking about like before the podcast started was like consistency is definitely key on social media for anyone that's like wanting to start or anything. Like if it, if it doesn't take off after like a week, a month, it's just because like maybe you haven't hit the algorithm yet. Um, you don't have enough of a presence out there. But all it takes is like one big video to kind of like jumpstart that chain. And then all of your pre-existing videos might start to pop off and everything. So what I noticed is a lot of people will be creating the content and they give up like a little bit too soon. If they would have just persevered, like maybe, you know, a month, two months, maybe even if it's a year, but it's like, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, like if you just grind hard for a year, but then you're set for the rest of your life with a career, it's like, obviously that would be worth it. So a lot of people just give up too soon. So I was doing the YouTube grind for, I actually started early in like, I don't know the exact year, it might've been like 2012 or 2015, sometime around that range, but I started doing prank channel. That was what my channel started as. 
but I knew I didn't know a lot of people were doing like fake prank type stuff back then, hiring actors for crazy reactions. So I was pranking my mom, but I was doing real stuff. But I felt like I was causing actually like too much trauma to her, where she was like <laughs> crying. She was like legit crying and breaking down. And I was doing like these injury pranks, like I like cut off my finger and all this stuff. Yeah. So I started to feel bad. I was like, oh, this isn't really sustainable. So yeah. I took some time off for like years till 2017. And then that's when I came back from like the firefighting and wanted to do more of like the fitness scene and like the stuff people weren't talking about. So I started to do those videos and noticed some traction. So YouTube's always been my main platform. TikTok was actually recent because my uh, first TikTok got banned for whatever reason, who knows why. And then um, I just recently started the new one, which has been starting to blow up and pop off. And then Instagram, of course, because they have Instagram reels now, and it's more kind of like a similar style content to that of TikTok. Everyone's kind of going to the short form video style. Yeah. Uh, started to publish on there as well. And then Instagram started to kind of pop off as well. It's just blowing up, man. And that's great. I'm trying to take notes, just being able to get there soon, but not. I I always tell people like either long form content, kind of like what you're doing right now with the podcast, it's either podcast or short form content. Like that's the, that's the two go-tos right now, unless you're like a celebrity or you have a like massive social media influence, or maybe you're just like a really captivating individual. It's just so much work to, you know, do like a 10 minute, like full day of filming or even like a week of filming and then edited it down to like a 10 minute video. It's so much effort for just like that content versus short form. You can literally just whip out your phone, film a quick clip, and then they're going to start paying people just a bunch more for it where everyone's just going to start doing short form content. People's attention spans are so short nowadays that, I mean, you probably notice too while you're on social media, you know, if you're on Instagram, you're just like, it catches you're watching your friend's stories. Even you're just like tap, 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 you know, just skipping through their stories. Like people's attention spans are just incredibly short nowadays. Yeah, definitely. I think whoever started the reels and the TikToks was genius for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, like I, I, I personally want to go ahead and uh, not not necessarily get the fame because I could honestly care less for that. I think more is like to be able to get my content out to people out there that can mm-hmm. go ahead and live through your guys' stories and be motivated through you guys' stories because every person that I've had in this podcast has been able to tell a story that will go ahead and motivate somebody at least. And I think that the most more people I get, the more people I get to go ahead and help with whatever they're going through. Um, I no, think dude, that, that's a good mindset to have because honestly, probably like the one of the best parts to a podcast is all the people you're going to be able to meet. So I always tell people like, regardless of the money, the fame or anything there, I would throw that all away just for the connections that I've made to like certain and how much I've learned from like certain individuals, not only in the fitness industry, but just like all across social media, you know, from like business perspective and like starting your business and how to actually like run your business and on the back end and doing marketing and advertising and all this different stuff. So just like the amount of connections you're able to build and then kind of like formulate not just essentially like friends but just people to like mentor you or to learn from I feel like is one of the most valuable things to like the social media scene more than the fame or the money or anything there hell yeah you can't put it in better words man I think that's that's definitely fact like at the end of the day we're trying to get this content out for you guys and not not necessarily just for us but being able to get it to the right people and I think that's that's factual right there man um what gyms do you usually go to to go ahead and record at. Shit, I don't know if you follow my social media. I could post it today. <laughs> I was supposed to do a video, but I opted out because my legal team said I shouldn't. So I won't dive into it too much. I can't like mention names of the gyms and whatnot, but I've been removed from two gyms in the last like month, pretty much. Yeah, like it, it, maybe not even a month, maybe the last couple of weeks. Damn. But uh, over the Natty or Not videos, but what it boiled down to was I chose the content over my gym memberships. So they told me like, 
you can have your membership, but you got to take the content down and you can't like film here. And I was like, nah, fuck that. And I was like, I'd rather keep the content for my yeah. audience and keep making the content for the people and then just go to a different gym. You, so I've you, had that happen with two now. That's crazy. So like now you're just sticking to old gyms that you, you're you're allowed to um, go to? Or? Going to a new gym. I don't know if I want to name the location. Nah, you don't have shit, to. Yeah, they might be hunting yeah. for me now. They're <laughs> going to be reaching out to the CEOs of this gym and be like, yo, you got banned this motherfucker. He's filming in the gym. <laughs> you better have everyone in that parking lot the moment you pull but up. But I did tell people on my story today, I was like, hey, if I get banned from every gym in Vegas or across the nation, I'll just start my own gym and then just have people come in, train for free and be like, and just but, film content in there. That'd be dope, man. Mostly yeah. in Vegas. Vegas is like the hot spot for that. It for is sure. something that I've wanted to do. It's on my bucket list. I just have so much going on, like obviously back in with the business and then still trying to, you know, do all the social media. I, I still do majority of the stuff myself too. I just wear myself super fucking thin. Um, but I do want to open like a free gym to the public and just like where people can just come train for free at some point. So I'm hoping to somehow pull that off. Like maybe... I want to say like too soon. I want to say like a couple of years, but maybe like five, 10 years, something like that. Hell yeah. You see, that's like the stuff that we want to be able to get out to the people out there, you know, like being able to help them. I think that that would be awesome. And for free, that would be crazier. Like, I think that people would definitely be able to find a connection with the gym for sure. I think the only downside if I make it free though is it's going to be busy as a motherfucker. So I don't, I don't <laughs> know how I would pull that off. I mean, maybe I'd have to like cap membership or something. That someone, but I don't even know how that, we'll see. We'll see. I got to look at the logistics on it. That, that would be crazy because then you have to have a legal team in case anything happens in right, the gym. Exactly, and so like, it's kind of hard to make it free, but close to free. I mean, that would be yeah. dope too. Uh, yeah, man. So I just really wanted to ask you like, as far as, words of wisdom for people out there what do you think your biggest words of wisdom are for people out there that that you personally think that has helped you throughout your career um especially me because of like a lot of the controversial type stuff i do and a lot of the people i go after for instance like liver king or maybe simian panda or mike o'hearn brad castleberry what a lot a lot of them are going to have their own fan bases so it's like when you go after someone like that for you know potentially being deceptive or lying to their audience of course they're like diehard fans are going to get like upset or triggered by that and then they're going to gun for you um and regardless if it's like the style of content i make or other people out there what i always tell a lot of like new like people coming up or people that want to start creating content is you just can't care what anyone else says like even if it's friends family like if there's people doubting you out there, writing a mean comment, you know, on your social media or messaging you and being like, yo, this is whack or this is cringe or this is this and that, you just got to not care and just like tunnel vision. Because obviously if it's generating a rise out of someone, if they're taking the time out of their day to write a comment, it's like obviously getting their attention enough to where they feel the need to go out of their way to comment on it. So I always tell people, I don't know, if, do you know Mr. Beast? Yeah, definitely, okay. yeah, Mr. So, Beast. I, mean, I assume most people yeah. do. But, like, I assume probably even Mr. Beast probably gets, like, some mean comments now and then, like, in his comment sections. Like, these videos are cringe or, you know, who knows what they would say. But the dude who's, like, you know, just giving away money or, you know, trying to better people's lives and has, has donated a bunch to, like, charities and all the different things he's doing, he's still going to have some haters out there. So it just goes to show that regardless what you're doing and how much you're giving to people, you're still going to have some people hating you that don't want to see you succeed. So you just got to like put your head down, tunnel vision. And if, if you're generating some hate and some controversy, then obviously it's getting people's attention. You're doing something. Definitely. I, I like the tunnel vision right there. I think that that was great words of wisdom, man. I think that I agree with you. That's one of my biggest things. It's like at the end of the day, it's you versus you, right? Right. You can't care what other people think because people will always look for something to bring you I down. I think people are their, their biggest enemies too. Like they'll let these, Damn. you know, people they don't even know 
like get in their head and then they'll be questioning themselves about it. Like something that they might not even been thinking about before, just based on some stranger on the internet with no profile picture that wrote like a mean comment, you know, just to, and obviously their intent was to try and generate a rise out of you. Right. So, um, I was obviously vulnerable to it when I started. I feel like most people probably are when they start because they're not used to getting mean comments. You know, usually they have their family and friends like following them on social media who would just, you know, compliment them or like their photos and this and that. But once you start to get those like couple like mean or rude ones from people who don't really know you that well or on a personal level, it does kind of like sting a little bit at first, but you just got to like put up a barrier. And now I'm like so immune to it where I almost get more entertainment out of people like being mean. It's kind of twisted and sick. I get like more entertainment out of people being mean and like rude in my comment sections to me than people that are like giving me a compliment. It's like kind of weird. I want to see how creative like people can get sometimes. And I feel like that shows them that you don't care. So they come up with more things and they're like, damn, this isn't even I think it. I think it honestly kind of kills the fuel of it because sometimes like... Yeah. Someone will compliment me. I don't even like acknowledge it. I might like leave a like or something on the comment. But someone right, comes up with a really clever like diss or something, you know, just incredibly mean. I'm like, damn, this is well thought out, man. Damn, I know you're totally right. And I'll just like side with them. Yeah. And um, and then they usually stop because they're like, oh, shit. Like, I thought he was going to get like pissed and try and like argue with me. Go, you know, do the back and forth type bullshit. So yeah. that's always an entertaining one. I mean, I think that's true. Like just being able to agree with people sometimes will put an end to something, even if it's not right. And I think mm -hmm. that, that that hurts them even more. Because so like sometimes even to like dock myself, I'll tell people on social media that I'm like 5'2 and I weigh like 120 pounds <laughs> and some stuff like that. Just so that when I show up in person, they're like, oh, wait, what the fuck? And like, I love to just troll people. So For that's always record, been my shtick. This guy looks bigger in person than on social media. I want to put that out. I, I was shocked. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it was actually crazy. Yesterday we were filming at an EOS and I went to do a natty or not on this one dude and he stood up and he was actually, I think it was, might've been the first dude ever like taller than me that I've interviewed, at least I can think of. And uh, I was like, shit, dude, maybe you need to sit back down. I was like, <laughs> you know, people think I'm some short dude. <laughs> Have you ever been pressed in videos? Like by No, I mean, maybe somebody? it's because of my size. I, I, I always tell people like, maybe if I actually was like 5'5 five, five or 5'6 five, and like some scrawny dude, like maybe I would have already been knocked out or something, you know, but I think maybe because of the size or something, I, I really don't know. Cause yeah, I've never been pressed in person. I always tell people and I challenge them too. Like if you have a problem with me, like just come say it in person. Like, of course I'll probably film it and everything. And I'll film the reaction. I might film you like getting knocked down and whatnot, but like <laughs> that's what, that's what the chaos comes. It's, it's a risk you have to take, yeah. That, but like, I'm putting the offer out there. Like, if you have yeah. a problem with me, just come say it to my face in person. Yeah. Um, you know, don't be the keyboard warrior in my comment section. Like, just do it in person. I'm fine with it. Hell yeah, that's probably what make I, amends after. Honestly, then I can tell you my perspective. I, I'd rather people do it in person. Hell yeah, that's where that KO comes into play, right? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I've just never given a Not, fuck though. I mean, I guess that's essentially the nature of my content though too. Is I, I just. I don't mind being confrontational or doing the stuff that makes some people uncomfortable. Exactly. Like, I, I just kind of like thrive. Like I don't have bad things. I've never had anxiety or anything like that. So I kind of just say what's on my mind and see what people have to say about it. And I think like the cool part is like before recording a person and even after you check with them, right? Before even posting it. And I think that's- I'm glad the, you said that. See, the yeah. gyms can listen to this. See, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of the gyms have been removing me because they think I'm just like harassing people in the gym, which I would totally get from a business perspective if I was just- going up and filming their members and the members like start to complain like why is this dude coming up and filming like people without their yeah. consent they don't want to be filmed but he's forcing them to film but yeah i, I want people to know every single person i film unless it's at an expo but that's because it's like a public yeah, like convention public recording place, um yeah. and there's a lot of people i want to call out there but 
any public gym or anything like that or privately owned um, business, I always ask for permission before I even like record people. And then even after I make sure they're okay with the footage before I post anything. Yeah, you even bring out the honesty of them and like that's that's dope and that's cool because people out there probably think like you're just out there recording and like for the record he's not he's out here asking yeah i mean of course i just show people the entertainment like i'm not gonna show people like that'd be boring to watch like hey can i record you yeah sure of course (laughs) yeah are you cool if i publish this to instagram youtube and and like all the social media platforms yeah yeah it's totally fine here let me sign the waiver like (laughs) no one's gonna want to watch that content so it's like obviously i exclude those parts and only put in the good stuff for you guys to watch so if i mean that kind of blows my mind I mean, it would make sense though why nobody presses you though. Yeah, uh, I feel like if you're checking and checking after, like that, it would make sense why no one will be pressing you. I did watch a video one time. Uh, this was like a few years back where a girl had like 40 plates on her lap. <laughs> yeah, that was that, like my first super viral video. That was that was crazy. Like, I mean, I I believe she could do it obviously before the video because they posted it. I think maybe she was just nervous before before the plates had fell or whatever the case was. Yeah, so if I remember all the details correctly, it was like I called her out on um, an Instagram video she published saying that it had to have been like fake weights because like the world record it might have been like just over that held by a male at the time Uh, and she was holding it for like a ridiculously long time so i like called it out saying it was fake weights and then she rebuttaled like a i'll fly you out to vegas because i wasn't living here at the time and um i'll prove to you that the weights are real so of course i thought she was still bluffing so i was like yeah hell yeah like i'll fly out and i'll film it i come out and i thought she was still gonna back out i thought it was all a bluff and then she actually like sends me the gym location of where she's at i show up and then um, her trainer, who was also her boyfriend at the time, I come to find out like years later, um, he was there with her, like stacking the plates. And then of course, it almost became like a health hazard, bro, where yeah. <laughs> I was like worried that I was gonna get <laughs> some type of liability for her like crushing herself with these fucking weights. Cause the times that she failed, it would like, the weights would start to slide towards her head. And like, she was just under like, essentially just like maybe like 600 plus pounds at that point. So <laughs> she was strong. I'm not gonna lie. Like, no, incredibly for, like, strong. And, and the funny like, part is, we're actually friends now. Uh, we made amends maybe like a year, two years after that video at an expo. And I just apologize for, you know, maybe it being perceived a certain way. And I didn't want people to be sending her hate or anything yeah. like. You know, like essentially, my video was just to see if she could do the like weight or not that was in the Instagram clip. So from the looks of it, it looked like she could. Impressive ass yeah, athlete though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like still could wall sit more than me. Still to this day, 100%. That's crazy. Yeah, no, uh, definitely can't sleep on her because she basically provided that video like to show that she was actually capable but dude, of doing it. You know it. what's also funny about that video? And I, Have you seen that? You've probably seen yeah, the video, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. So what you said. Like, if you just look at that compared to my content now, like, that'll show you guys how far your content can go in like yeah. a couple of years. The editing was so bad. The quality <laughs> was horrendous. The audio was bad. I put like these weird, like colored filters over the video. How it went as viral as it did, I don't know. Maybe it was just because of like the nature of the content and the layout of it. But yeah, it was just like horrendous. But it's good to look back on because I'm like, shit, like that video was horribly edited and like just looked awful. I think that's but, the best part of having... But it shows, like, the yeah. growth of, you know, your channel and your social media and what you learn, like, you know, over the years of how to increase the quality of not only the audio video and you start to care about, like, all the stuff that most people normally don't. I think that's the best part of, like, having a dream or having a goal or brand or whatever. Like, being able to see the growth is what's crazy to me. Like, I, I personally like that a lot, just being able to see the growth and how you've developed yourself over time. I think that if you can develop yourself a day or 1% a day that you're going to become better every day that the year holds. So I definitely like that. Like you go back and you're like, damn, 
I've made it. So perseverance yeah. can show. No, it's literally um, like even jumping back to the Mr. Beast thing, like he became successful just because he was so obsessed and so like hyper focused and loved just researching YouTube where you as he essentially then just like cracked the code of YouTube of how to go viral and how to be successful on YouTube. And that, that could be applied to literally any job or any any type of thing you're doing, like trying to do in life. If you just hyper focus and you become almost like obsessed with, you know, what you want to achieve or what you want to do, like there's no doubt you're going to be able to do it because if all your time and effort is going into researching, studying, publishing, working on like whatever craft, or whatever you're trying to do, like 100% is going to get done. That's crazy, dude. Like it just shows you, you've, you've done it too. So it's possible. It's doable. People couldn't actually go ahead and do it. And it's, it's just the grind. I mean, cause if you just even jump back to like my channels that have been banned and terminated, like I had my YouTube taken down at one point, I've had an Instagram page terminated. I've had my TikTok terminated. I started fresh. I started at zero, like multiple times, like over and over. And obviously I continued to build it up, continue to build up and just shows. I mean, obviously I could have caved like probably most people wouldn't just been like, eh, fuck it. Like. I'll choose a different career. I'll pers- I'll go back to uh, firefighting, which I totally would do. You know, nothing against firefighting. I love that career. Um, but, you know, I'd be like, uh, you know, like it was terminated. I'm going to go do this instead. But it just goes to show, like, if, you know, you want to do it and you just continue to do it and grind, you know, you can start from zero and continue to build it up again. Yeah, kind of the touch up like we were talking about earlier, like people give up on it so soon. It's like. You haven't even been into the deep waters. You haven't way even, too soon, bro. Yeah. All the people in my DMs that are like, they've been making the videos for like maybe actively like two weeks or something. <laughs> and they're doing yeah. like two videos a week or something. They're like, I'm not seeing any success, dude. I'm going to give up. I'm like, dude, like you haven't even like, you haven't even diversified your content. You haven't seen what type of content you actually like fit better into. You don't know like entirely what you want to do yet on social media. You haven't had a video pop off. Um, there's different editing style. Like there's so much different stuff that people give up way, way, way too soon. Yeah, exactly. All, all it takes is one. And imagine if the next one was going to be the one that actually made you pop off and you just gave up. That's why I definitely think people should keep and continue their dreams going and being able to make yourself better in that perspective. I definitely think that's mm-hmm. cool, man. It just shows that you, you did it. You set the blueprint out for other people as well. Um, how often do you go to like these expos and uh cons for for gym and stuff like that so it was all the main ones for sure um since like 2017 it was olympia arnold la fit expo sometimes i go to like san diego fit expo um until obviously like the whole thing happened in like 2019 um and then into 2020 but yeah that that whole situation then that put all like the expos on hold for quite some time i remember i was about to fly out to the arnold actually which is like one of the bigger expos and I was going to film some content. And I think it was maybe like a day before I was about to uh, fly out or something is when they canceled it. And I was like, ah, shit. So I actually haven't been to an expo since um, that, a, that all took place. I think there's a Olympia in December. Yeah, here yeah. In so Vegas. it's coming back finally. So At the you guys can stay tuned. Yeah, yeah that, those are where my crazy videos. I'm so excited that's going to be coming back. But that'll be yeah, December here in Vegas, the Olympia. Yeah. And that's when, you know, majority of the people that... <laughs> people want to see me call out show up to these expos that don't want to see you (laughs) yeah yeah the ones that might try and actually fight me in person because they they are not fond of me but i just put a camera in their face anyway because it's a public place yeah that last one on the expo that you uploaded he kept avoiding (laughs) you he like kept basically like turning his back on you and everything that was i was all like this guy's trying to dodge him right now dude so the hard part now too is 
what a lot of people don't realize is back in like 2017 when I was doing it, it was so easy because no one knew who I was. So I could just like stand in line, wait with like the camera and then just hit them with a question. They were caught off guard because they didn't know who I was. First now it's like, I'll just be working out in the gym and people are like, is that Kenny KO? Or like, <laughs> I, if, of course, if I'm at an expo and it's like someone that I've called out before too, they're going to like see me coming from a mile. So I'm almost to the point now where maybe like this Olympia, I might have to like get a disguise or something and like have like a professional makeup artist, like movie style, do me up as like a grandpa or something like. Bro, that'd be crazy. Start doing pull-ups in the middle of the whole X one stuff with a, gra a grandpa yeah, disguise. Yeah, and then like, I'll, you know, maybe if they don't wreck it, like the makeup's really good and I can pull yeah. it off, then I can those think like some old ass, like grandpas ask them if they're natty or not and stuff <laughs> and just catch them off guard. Because yeah, the problem is everyone like can see me coming now where they can either stop me from like coming up with their security or that, you know, whoever's at their booth. Or, um, you know, they can just like kind of divert the question or not want to film this and this and that. So I think that's that's the way to do it, man. Disguise. I think, yeah. So um, if any, if any uh, professional makeup artists or like who do movies and whatnot are out here in Vegas, let me know. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> going to be crazy, man. Because <laughs> no. we might need that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's what's your next project that you have in mind? What do you, what do you think you're going to work on next? Dude, so I've always been like a creative individual. I don't know if it's because of like gaming background or what. But there's just always ideas going in my head of like different spinoffs I could do of content. A lot of people ask why I still do the Natty or Not content because that was like a thing back in 2017. But I always tell people it's always going to be a thing like the Natty or Not because there's always going to be people that lie about it. You started a trend. Yeah, yeah. like the, the, we're never going to be at a point in the world where everyone's going to tell 100% the truth of what they're taking or even like what their diet is. Like some people might even lie about like what the, what's in their diet, this, this and that. So the Natty or Not's always going to be a thing. And then of course, you're always going to have like a younger generation, you know, there's probably like 10 to 13 year olds who have no idea who I am versus in like 60 years when they finally start to hit the gym, they're going to be like a Kenny KO video will pop up like a new one that you're not. And they've never seen any of my videos from like five to 10 years ago at that point. So it'd be like new content to them. So the now you're not things always going to be there. And it's always going to have like an audience for it. But yeah, the creativity, um, I always want to do spinoffs. I'm starting, I have some like new brainstorm ideas I'm going to start doing. Oh, I was yeah. doing podcasting for a bit, but, um, and it was popping off. I just got, I got lazy with it. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I admit my flaws sometimes. Yeah. I just had a lot going on. And then of course, with the back end of the business, I wanted to like divulge more of my time into that and then stay consistent on like my main content. But um, yeah, there's some crazy new content ideas coming now that everything's like back in full swing. So hell yeah, that's gonna be crazy. Olympia is one for sure. I'm gonna be waiting. Yeah, yeah, for that it. one's gonna be. I'm looking forward to that one because I've been waiting years for that one to come back. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, I just want to say thank you, man. I want to appreciate you for taking your time to come out here and be able to motivate my people and every people out there, man. Like I really appreciate it. Like I want to say thank you because you inspired me as well, man. So I, I'm gonna keep grinding and keep it keep going. And I just want to say everything that you're doing out there is great, man. So yeah, I, I really appreciate, appreciate it. it. And of course, for everyone watching, make sure you subscribe. The hustling podcast, hey, yeah, man. Stay hustling. I, I was I was mind blown when I heard he was just out of high school. So, <laughs> it's crazy. So that was yes, crazy sir. to me, but just because I wish I was grinding that hard when I was out of high school. And if maybe you guys are like a younger audience like start as early as you can just like hyper focused hyper obsessed like i talked about yeah. and like it's guaranteed success I, I, man you can put in better words man thank you so much stay hustling out there make sure to subscribe like and comment kenny ko the man right here you know it thank, <laughs> thank you, you man i appreciate it bro hey bro thank you so <laughs> much course, thank you bro. i really thank appreciate you, bro. you.